0: We're going to look this morning briefly okay, at, the, uh, at the wonder of the, the Christmas story, why it's so amazing. And so, if you would turn to the back, if you have your Bible, you can open it, or on the back of your order of worship, uh, Micah chapter 7, verses 18 through 20. This is the last verses of Micah, and uh, it's Micah's conclusion to why the Christmas story is so amazing. Who is a God like you? pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance. He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all of our sins into the depths of the sea. You will show faithfulness to Jacob and steadfast love to Abraham as you have sworn to our fathers from the days of old. Not too long ago, I was watching, uh, I believe it was a 2004 movie, The Notebook. Okay. Um, man, if you haven't seen it, it, it may actually cause you to shed a tear here and there. Um, it's, this, it's an amazing story of pursuit. It's a story of a young couple. They fall in love uh, one summer in the early 1940s, and uh, they fall in love, and at one point that summer, they're out in the countryside, and they see this abandoned house, and it's this... Once was a beautiful house, but it's decrepit. He says, I'm going I'm to buy that house for you, and I'm going to restore it. Problem is, he was poor, and he came from a lower-class family. She was rich, and she came from an upper-class family, and so her parents did not approve of the relationship, and it eventually forced them to break up over their social differences. He goes off to fight in World War II, and for one year, 365 days, he sends a letter every day to her. Problem is, her mom intercepts the letters. She never gets them. He comes back from the war uh, and finds out she's engaged to someone else, but that doesn't stop him. He goes back to this house, he buys the abandoned house, he restores it as he had promised he would do, and of course, in Hollywood fashion, they get back together, Right? all live happily ever after. But what's striking about that movie, because it's a movie of, I mean, it's a moving movie of pursuit, nonstop, um, when, when there's rejection and there's pushback, is why our hearts are so captured by that. Whether it's The Notebook or another Hollywood movie of that fashion, or just the general idea of a love story, of pursuit. Why are we so captured by that? Well, it's because our hearts are made for it. We're created for it, but in a much more profound and deeper way than a Hollywood movie. That a God came to pursue us and to love us It's the greatest love story there is, and it's what our hearts are made for. They're designed for and designed to respond to. And so verses 18 through 20 of Micah 7 describe why this Christmas story is so amazing. And it starts off with the central character in verse 18. Who is a God like you? It's like Micah's almost just dumbfounded. Who is a God like you that would, and then what is it? What are the themes of this story? Faithful pursuit and sacrificial love. Right? Look at verse 20. You will show your faithfulness to Jacob and steadfast love to Abraham as you have sworn to our fathers from the days of old. This is a story that didn't happen overnight. It's a story that's from the days of old. It's the story that started when God promised redemption to Adam and Eve on the heels of their rebellion. Then he promised to Abraham and his covenant love to Abraham. And it goes throughout the Old Testament. It's a story of faithful pursuit. What's so striking about the story is how God continues to pursue in the face of rejection. Right? Over and over in the Old Testament, God's people continue to reject him. You know, The story that, uh, or the question that we often ask of God is how long, right? In the midst of our own trouble, our own hardship, our own suffering, we say, God, how long? <laughs> right? How long until you come rescue me or, or change my situation? There's a, there's a more profound how long question. And that is the how long question of the Old Testament. How long will God continue to put up with the people that reject him and live independently of him? I mean, that's the story of the Old Testament and it builds and it builds. And by, you know, there's times in the book of Judges and it builds and you're going, why does God not just put his foot down? <laughs> why does he continue to put up with this people that continues to reject him? That moves us to the, the second theme of the story, and that is not just a faithful pursuit, but the why of the faithful pursuit, and that is sacrificial love. Sacrificial love. Look at verse 18. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity, passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights. He delights. Just pause on that for a second. He delights in steadfast love. He delights in this faithful pursuit. He delights in it. You know, this verse describes the great tension that we see building in the Old Testament over those thousands of years. How long would God put up with, or what would God do with the sin, the transgression, the iniquity of his people? Out of his holiness? Out of his righteous anger? Would he wipe out his people? But then what about his love? Or out of his love for his people, would he just would he love them and keep them and not deal with sin? Well then you say, well what about his righteousness and his holiness and his righteous anger against sin? See all of that, that tension in the Old Testament comes to fruition or it's resolved in the, the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. God finds a way in his wisdom to punish sin without losing the people that he loves, you and me. That's what's amazing about the Christmas story. That's what's amazing about this sacrificial love. You know, the righteous anger that God was, that was building and building over the sin of his people, and it builds and it builds, In Jesus Christ, it is poured out. All of that righteous wrath is poured out on Jesus so that he can give up his son and keep you and me. And the amazing part of the story is what we read in verse 18. He delights. He delights in steadfast love. Isaiah says that it was the Lord's will to crush his son. It delighted God. Well, it pained him, but it delighted him to do that. Hebrews chapter 12, verse two says, Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Says that Jesus looked at the cross and what was coming. I said it a couple weeks ago, the shame of Roman crucifixion was awful. And he looked at that shame, and he looked at the pain physically, spiritually, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He looked at what was coming and he was filled with joy. You say, what? How? Why was he filled with joy? What was the joy and delight before Jesus? It was our redemption. It was you and me. It was being exalted to the right hand of God in the midst of a redeemed family, these children and these people he loved so much. That's why he was filled with joy. And that's why this story is so amazing, is this sacrificial love of God. To abandon the cross would have been to abandon us, and that thought for Jesus was so horrible that he embraced death with joy, so that he wouldn't abandon us, and so that God in his immense wisdom would put an end to sin and punish sin, but keep the people he loves so much. Faithful pursuit, sacrificial love. You know, the the movie I referenced in the beginning, the notebook on the, the tagline of the cover of the movie is this, behind every great love is a great story. Behind every great love is a great story. Behind the love that your heart needs, the steadfast love of God is a great story. It's the story that Amber read It's the story we celebrate with the birth of our Savior. The question this morning, is it your story? Is that your story? Does your life revolve around that story, the birth of our Savior, and his life, death, and resurrection? Let's pray. Father, the Christmas story is amazing. It's an amazing story. Picture of faithful pursuit through the centuries. It's an amazing story of sacrificial love to think, as you say in Micah 7, that you delight in steadfast love, which that steadfast love meant you giving up your son, and that Jesus, you delighted and you rejoiced as you faced the horror of the cross. And all of that is because you delighted and you rejoiced in us and our redemption and your family growing. And so this morning, on Christmas morning, we do rejoice in the greatest gift there is, the birth of Jesus. And and we pray that you would capture our hearts with that story, a story of pursuit and love that this world has never seen anything like, and that our very lives would be wrapped around it, and that you would fill us with joy. And we pray this all in Christ's name. Amen.